The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Psalm chapter 25, uh, we're going to pick up where we left off, and I'm going to start in verse number 7. Now, I'm going to start with an introductory thought here that I would say to many times when it comes to being used of God, when it comes to um, growing and seeking direction, one of the things that Satan throws into our path, that Satan throws into our mind. And please remember something that is of vital importance in our Christian journey. And it's something we pretty much have to remind ourselves on a continual basis. And that is what Warren Wearsby calls. He wrote a book years ago entitled The Strategy of Satan. And in chapter one, he talks about his strategy and he says that Satan's war, uh, battlefield is our minds and his um, weapons are lies. So he gets into our minds and our thoughts and he puts lies into them and we believe them. And, and they're, they're, because the key is they're very believable. If we remember, the Bible says he's like a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. We recognize the fact that Satan, therefore, is very aware of who we are, very aware of our strengths and weaknesses because he watches us, he observes us, he uses those against us. And one of the things he does is he likes to lie to us and he uses our thoughts. And I'm telling you, it's easy to do. We we start getting into our past, we start looking into our failures, and we start looking at things that should have done this right or should have done this differently. And it's very, very easy if we're not careful uh, to begin to believe the lies that Satan puts into our way. And so when we're going to look at what a little bit today, it's important for us to remember that we cannot live off the lies. Here, here's the thing to remember. Number one, God forgives us. You've gone to Jesus and asked for forgiveness. He's promised forgiveness. Uh, you still want to seek and follow Jesus. He will use you. And I think we get this idea that one or two failures in the past limits us from any growth in the future, and that is untrue. The, uh, D- David was an example of this. Moses was an Abraham. All of these people were examples. We could go th- all the way through Scripture and look at people who have as many failures as they do successes in their walk with God, and God continue to use them. And the grace of God is replete uh, through the Bible, and I think it's something that we need to hold to. So let's look at a little bit from David. David is speaking in that kind of premise as he's moving forward, and he is speaking with some of that thinking in mind. Remember, David, one thing I love about this is his sweet, honest relationship with Jesus, which is really what we hope to learn as we study the book of Psalms. And so Psalm chapter 25, verse number 7, David says this, Remember not the sins of my youth, nor my transgressions. According to thy mercy, remember thou me for thy goodness sake, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord, therefore will he teach sinners in the way. The meek will he guide in judgment, and the meek will he teach his way. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth, unto such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. For thy name's sake, O Lord, pardon my iniquity, for it is great. What man is he that feareth the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose. So when we look at this, David goes back and he, he's talking about wanting to learn and grow. And he says, please don't remember the sins of my youth. Don't focus on the sins of my youth. Lord, focus your attention as we look forward. Uh, let's look towards you know, growing. He goes, don't, don't look at my, uh, my failures in the past or my transgressions. He goes, but according to your mercy, um, Remember thou me for thy goodness sake, for your grace, your glory, to move forward. Lord, focus. Uh, don't, don't keep focusing simply on my failures. And we all can look at that. We could all say, Lord, please, 
Uh, forget our failures. Now, please remember, when the Bible tells us when we come to him, we get saved, we're right with God. You know, it's interesting uh, that Jesus says, that I, uh, my sins, he's talking about ours, yours and mine, our sins and transgressions will he remember no more. Now, I think it's interesting, the same word remember. Now, please remember that that does not mean that Jesus, the Bible says that Jesus will forget our transgressions. There's a great difference when Jesus says he will choose not to remember something and when he chooses to forget something or when he forgets. Um, Number one, the key reason for that is forgetting or forgetfulness is a weakness. It is a failure. Jesus does not forget. Jesus does not make mistakes. He's perfect. Uh, and so to say that Jesus forgets something would, in, uh, would have to state that a failure in his part, and he does not fail. And he does not, he does not make mistakes. And so we look back and say it's not a matter of, he says, I will not remember, I will forget your sins. He says, your sins and transgressions will I remember no more. I will choose not to dwell upon them. I will choose not to think upon them. I will choose not to remember them. That, that is not a failure. That is a choice. And, he, and by the way, that would show imperfection in Jesus. And God, in Jesus, God cannot be imperfect. So and if he were, then I'd be even more nervous. But God in his omnipotence, God in his sovereignty, God in his power, God in all of his truth and knowledge chooses not to remember. What it simply means is, yes, I remember your past. I'm God. I cannot forget. But I will choose not to dwell upon that. I will choose when I look at you today, I will not look at your past and judge you based upon today. If you've come, because you've come to me, you've confessed your sin, you've got it right. The sweet relationship allows me to ignore the past and move forward to the future. That is something that we, we don't fully understand because many times we find ourselves, I mean, we could talk about how we view other people based upon their choices in the past, but how many times do we view ourselves based upon our choices in the past and our failures in the past? So he, he talks, David states, please do not, do not remember me or think upon me or lead me based upon my failures. Verse, 10, verse 8, good and upright is the Lord, therefore will he teach sinners in the way. So he talks about the great attribute of God, good and upright. He's a great holy God and a great God and a, and a loving God. He says, therefore, well, he teach sinners in the way. He will come down to sinners and he will help them to understand the truth. So that's what Jesus, he did when he was on the earth and he does that today. He seeks out sinners, he finds them and he teaches them the right path. But there's some th something to understand as we see in verse number nine. The meek will he guide in judgment and the meek will he teach his way. So understand the meek. Now, meek is often talking about the idea of kind of we see as weak and, and um, frail, some people look at that. Let me give an example. In, in the New Testament, in the Beatitudes, God talks, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. The best way to describe the meek is power and under control. Meek is not necessary. You think of meek as some weak, failure person. You know, you know that's not true, because you know, we know that many strong, including Jesus, was considered meek. Meekness says that I have... I have power if you want to look at it that way. I can, I, you know, I have my obnoxiousness and I have strength and I, it's not a, it's not a matter of weakness and failure. It's a matter of power and control. Many people, one of the descriptions says it of a lion, a tamed lion is meek. He's got great power and all of the strength to do all of the damage that a lion can do is still there, but he's meek. He's been tamed. That's the premise of meekness. And here's the key. I choose to set aside my own desires and my own ambitions, and I follow God. I come to him humbly. And yes, there's a level of weakness there because I need God. I need God. And if I don't come with an acknowledgement of my weakness, I will never gain strength from God. So there is weakness, which, is, which simply is acknowledging my lack of ability. So I must have a choice when I come to God. He will guide me 
if I'm willing to come in a meek, mild spirit. Verse 10, all the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth unto such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. So as we're going, all of them, all the Lord, it's mercy and truth, but it's some who keep his covenant, his testimonies, those who walk with him, those who do right, those who strive to the best of their ability to follow God, and that is their heart's desire. He says those paths are great. They're their mercy, and there's grace, and there's truth, and there's blessing in the midst of all of that. But again, I must, you know, I got to put my past behind me, and I must become in meekness and follow God, and in following God, wow, there's great grace, and there's great mercy, and there's great truth. Uh, verse 11, for thy name's sake, O Lord, pardon my iniquity, for it is great. He reminds you, he goes, Lord, for the name of God, would you set aside my horrible past? Verse 12, what is man? Or what man is he that feareth, feareth the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose. So we, he, he kind of comes, it's a transition verse, really, we'll finish here, but he says, when well, you got somebody who fears the Lord, and that's all comes down to this. When I acknowledge my past and, or my failures, and, and that could be as, as recent as today or yesterday, when I acknowledge my failures and I acknowledge that my past, when it could eat me up, and I come in meekness to God and in fear of God, and please understand, that's a great reverence. It's not fear like we are of today. It's a fear of reverence and recognition who God is. And I come with that in my heart and that in my desire. And then I can have, then I can have his moving moving in my heart, then I can have his, his grace uh, and his strength in my life, then I can have his direction, then I can have his blessing. But I, I must go to my past and acknowledge it, get it right with God. You know, First John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And we love to focus on, if, you know, confessing our sin and his faithfulness and his forgiveness. But, you know, I think we have to focus our attention on the first word of that verse, and if if we confess. It is something we must choose to do. And confession is agreeing with God. I must choose to agree with God and acknowledge that God is right. I am wrong and get that right. If I don't do that, then I, I will not enjoy his forgiveness. I must choose to do that. And then I can enjoy, as David did in sweet communion, please, Lord, do not dwell upon my past. Lead me in the right direction. Do not let my past stop me from seeing your growth and your strength in my future and your direction in my future. I hope we can focus on that today. And if you've got something in your past that's holding you back and so we say beating you up and the guilt, we know that God forgives. We need to forgive ourselves, accept his forgiveness. Well, first of all, go to him, ask for forgiveness, and then accept it and move forward. Maybe you gotta get right with someone else. Maybe part of the failure is something you've done and get it right. Reconcile, as Matthew 18 says, then you can enjoy God's great blessing. And may that be our greatest desire because there's nothing greater than knowing that you're right with God and walking in his path. Thank you for the wonderful opportunity uh, to be part of your day today and being in the Word of God. I hope that we'll again see you again tomorrow, and we hope you have a great rest of your day, and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow again. If you're watching this on Facebook or YouTube, share that with others if you wouldn't mind. Uh, hopefully we can be an encouragement, spread it out. And, but again, thank you for the opportunity to be part of your day. We look forward to seeing you next time.